What's going on, everybody? Thank you so much for wrapping up your week with us. This is your Friday edition of Fantasy MLB Today. We're a sports ethos presentation, of course, and I'm your host, Joe Orico. You guys can hit me up on Twitter, at JoeOrico99, also at EthosFantasyBB. We post all of our podcasts, articles, different news and notes out there as well. And SportsEthos.com is the mothership website. You guys can go there if you're not using Twitter anymore or if you never use it to begin with. God bless you because it has become rather hard to navigate. I am on Threads. That's the new one. Uh, it's the same handle as Twitter, JoeOrico99, if you guys want to check me out there. I haven't posted anything yet. That's kind of just a backup in case Twitter does end up crashing and burning. I think it'll probably be okay. It seems like they're reverting that uh, tweet limit per day nonsense that they tried that obviously was never going to work because it just was driving people away from their own freaking product. Uh, it was obviously never going to work, so I think they've reverted that. So I think we're probably going to be okay, but just in case you know, Elon or whoever the hell decides to ruin Twitter – uh, at some point, we'll be on threads. We'll be at sportsethos.com, so you can still definitely find all of our work over there. We're going to be talking about a couple of pieces of news and notes from today, and the number one thing on the docket is Yuri Perez. This one sucks, even though we could kind of see it coming. Yuri Perez, who's been, like, at worst, the top 100 fantasy asset this season, despite only pitching 53 innings, he's been optioned to double-A. They actually sent him to double-A. I figured it would go down to triple-A. But he's going to double-A Pensacola ahead of the All-Star break. Now, there's varying reports. The one, the guy that you got to trust with the Marlins is Craig Mish. He is one of their beat reporters. He's typically the guy that is turned to in terms of Marlins talk. He's saying that it won't be too long, and it's likely that Perez won't pitch in the minor leagues. If he, if he throws one pitch in the minor leagues, I think it's absolutely ridiculous malpractice. If you're going to have him throw make them major league innings. He's already shown that he can hang with the big boys and then some. Uh, you know, he had that bad start against Atlanta. That was pretty much it. Everything else has been rather exceptional, and he came back from that really well uh, yesterday against St. Louis. Six innings of one-run ball, seven strikeouts. He can hang with the big dogs. He is an amazing pitcher for a 20-year-old for any age. He's fantastic. Now, I understand wanting to limit the innings. I'd probably just keep him on the roster, keep him at the big league level. You can kind of mess with the guy's mentality, mess with his head if you send him down and bring him up too many times. He probably knows, and it's probably you know been it's been documented that this is because it's the All Star break, and you know there's not going to be games up here anyway. Might as well keep him down or whatever the hell. But I don't really even understand that logic. If there's no games going on here, then he's not going to be pitching any innings. He won't be running up that pitch count. He won't be running up that innings count that you guys want to keep down in Miami. He goes down to the minor leagues. For what purpose exactly? I just, I, I'd much rather see them skip him in the rotation once, or I know one or two abbreviated outings, three, four innings, or something to keep him fresh, as opposed to sending him down. I just really don't see the upside in it. There's nothing for him to work on. He has looked amazing: 61 strikeouts in 53 innings, a 2.36 ERA, a 109 WHIP. He's been exceptional. So I don't really understand it. I understand kind of like, you know, the logic behind wanting to limit him a little bit. I think his career high is like 78 innings in a season at the professional level. I just don't really like it. I may be part of it is because, you know, I'm a big fan of his and he's done excellent things so far this season, but it also just doesn't seem really right that he is going to be in the minor leagues for, I just, I just don't see the reasoning for it. Right. If you want to limit him in terms of pitching, then why don't you do that at the big league level? Why do it from a minor league standpoint? Oh, there's no games during you know Major League Baseball All-Star break. Well, then that's exactly what you guys want. You want fewer games from the pitching. I just don't understand it. I, I don't understand the move. Now, in terms of Yuri Perez from a fantasy point of view, I'm still holding him, absolutely. 
Uh, I don't expect it to be too long that he is down. People have speculated on how many innings he'll throw in the second half. You think it's got to be at least what he's done so far, right? Like, you know, we're talking 78, 80 innings he threw last year. No reason not to get him to 100 as long as he's healthy. He's already thrown 53. You know, double that workload in the second half. Give him another 53 innings is, I think it's like, I don't know, 15 starts. How many starts has he had roughly? Or it's probably not 15. It's probably 12 or something. My mental math is really not great. Let me just double check how many starts he's had. I want to say it's... Something like that. 11 starts. So can we see another 11 starts down the stretch from Yuri Perez? I think we should. Uh, I think we should be able to see him get over that 100-inning threshold. I think that makes sense. 100, 110. And you start stretching him out, right? Because that's the only way to really do it if you're not going to have him, you know, eventually get up there to 110, 150, 200. Like, how are you eventually going to build up, right? That's kind of the argument on the other side of the of the time load management coin, whatever it is, that – if you don't let him pitch, then how is he ever going to be able to pitch a full season's worth of innings, worth of games? Now, maybe they're just playing their, playing the slow game here. And I understand it with a 20-year-old. But at the same time, they're in a playoff push. I don't know that they're going to make the playoffs necessarily, but they've been pretty damn solid so far. They're 51-38. and 38. It's a lot better than you ever could have expected from them. There's still a couple games. Actually, excuse me. No, they're in a wild card spot right now. Two and a half games in. Uh, it's kind of confusing the way the score has it, plus uh, whatever. If you guys use the score, you might know what I'm talking about for your for your news. Uh, the score can be a little bit confusing sometimes, but I just don't understand it. I really don't from a baseball point of view. Keep him up. Keep him with the big league club. Don't kill his confidence, even if it's just, you know, to to save a couple innings or whatever the hell it is. I just, I just don't see the point of it like, for the reasons I've laid out here. I just think it's kind of stupid. But let's move on. Let's talk about the next topic, and that's also not a very rosy one. Corbin Carroll. Corbin Carroll, I don't know how serious it is going to be necessarily. Um, it's the, I've, I've heard varying reports, which is why I'm kind of not really 100% sure. Because initially, you know, he swings and he hurts his right arm, his right shoulder, which he's already had surgically repaired. And then immediately everybody's saying, like, oh, my God, like, it's really bad. It looks like he could be out months, blah, blah, blah. But the initial news is positive. Um, according to one of the beat writers for the team, uh, Theo Mackey for the Arizona Republic, the strength and stability in Carroll's shoulder is fine after he exited Thursday's game. He immediately left the game grabbing his shoulder. Now, he underwent surgery on this uh, shoulder. It was two years ago. He had experienced discomfort last week in the area as well. I heard some people talking today that he shouldn't be playing in that game last night. It was a 9 nothing game. There's no point in still having him out there, and I think it was the seventh inning. It, you know, if it was one of those things where it's really that serious, it was going to happen that night, the next night, a week from now. Now, I, I don't really like load management in sports. I've never been a huge fan of it. In this kind of situation, I would understand if you want to just sit him for a few games before the All-Star break, but I also understand the point of you're going to just start your studs. Uh, you're going to start your studs as long as they're healthy, and they're telling you that they're healthy. And Carroll, I guess, didn't express any real concern or that much concern that would have how to keep him out. But I feel like if he said it's not doing well, I don't – think I can play. They're not going to push him through that. I feel like Carroll would have been a huge part of the decision to go back out there and play. You can't really hold it against anybody. Uh, I, I think that this is probably something that's not going to be too serious. But again, because it is a surgically repaired shoulder, we really don't know how serious this is going to be. Um, as of right now, obviously, there's nothing you can do. You just put him on the IL and you hope for the best. But I'm just... I don't know, we've heard varying reports, which does make it kind of confusing on what you should do with them. There's obviously like no trade to be made or anything or no drop or anything like that. 
I mean, I guess you could trade him if you if you're really worried, and you'd probably get a decent, you know, first round kind of player back. But I don't think we're there yet. I don't think we're swimming in those waters. Now, the other side of that coin is by the time we are swimming in those waters, it'll be too late to trade him for anything. So if you do want to kind of get ahead of what could potentially be bad news and try and go for another first-round talent, because Corbin Carroll has been a top five or six fantasy player this season. If you're going to trade him, you should be going for a Betts, for an Adelise Garcia, for a Matt Olson, a, you know, a Freeman, a Luis Robert, or somebody like that in that same kind of vein of production. I'm not selling him for nothing just because he's hurt. So, I mean, you can sell him <clears throat> if you want to try and avoid that risk of injury, which is kind of just there for every player. Or you can just hold on and hope for the best. It's it's a really tough situation. I'm holding my shares. I'm not trading him because I couldn't bring myself to do it and then have him be healthy and you know amazing in the second half. I'd understand it, but I just couldn't personally uh, do that myself. So let's let's just hold on to Corbin Carroll for now. We're not trading him at a discount. Let's just see uh, what the news is. And, of course, they might get some bad news. You know, we could hypothetically hear Corbin Carroll done for the year, shoulder surgery, and that would be the end of any trade value. So I do understand, you know, that the inkling that you would want to sell him. But I think we're just holding on for now. I think that's the wise move. Let's talk about one more piece of news here. It's going to be a rather short show on our on this Friday for you guys and for me. Estre Ruiz, uh, he is going on the IL with a shoulder injury of his own. It's a 10-day IL stint, or it's supposed to be a 10-day IL stint with a right shoulder subluxation. Um, now, this is an interesting one for Estre Ruiz. If you're in a roto league and you really need that spot on your roster, I'm really not opposed to cutting him. And that might be kind of a hot take, but if you're in a roto format, you are likely so far ahead of the competition if you have him in the stolen base category. I have him in two of my nine leagues and, in, and they're both Roto Leagues, and I am very, very far ahead in first place in stolen bases in those leagues. I'm not going to cut him, probably, but I could definitely see the argument, right? I could definitely see the argument that he's not somebody who provides a lot of counting stats. He's not going to hit you many home runs. The batting average is okay, 257. Um, but I, I think, you know, if you're somebody who is way out ahead in stolen bases and you want to start looking at other categories where you need help right now, there's a potential that you don't need him anymore. There's a good chance you don't need him anymore. Now, maybe he's been your only guy stealing bases and you drafted a team around him of Pete Alonzo's and guys of that nature that just give you zeros. Uh, you know, Kyle Schwarber's and Alonzo's and, you know, that, those type of players. And then maybe you still want to hold on. Maybe you're at the top or close to the top, but you don't feel that confident. Sure. Uh, but if you're like 20, 30 stolen bases ahead of your competition at this point, even if you're like 10 or 15, Maybe 10 isn't a big enough gap, but like anything more than leading by like 15 stolen bases in a roto league right now, I would be all right to drop him. I think that that's fine. Or, you know, I mean, I guess it's not the best time to sell him, but even just sell him for some other kind of asset because you probably don't need that many more stolen bases if you've had him the whole first half. 43 first half steals is ridiculous. Uh, you know, he's on pace for literally like almost 100 steals, almost 90 steals here. Um, so I, if you want to hold him, if you want to then sure. But I think there's also something to be said for dropping him and picking up somebody else, especially if you're in like a 10 or a 12 team Roto league, there's probably better value on the waiver wire in all honesty. And I honestly don't mind putting him on the IL. If you have IL space, it's kind of tricky at this time of year, but I just want to throw that idea out there that it's not crazy to cut S. Jerry Ruiz. If you do need the space. And if you are way out ahead in stolen bases, like you likely are, if you do roster him, 
But guys, that'll do it for us. I know it's a short show today. Just wanted to hit on the big points of the day. We're going to be back next week. We got Britton Allen, who will be coming on the show as a guest. We're still figuring out the days. It's been a very complicated work week for me. Uh, but Britton Allen will be here at some point. We're also planning out a few other guests for later on in the month. Rob Silver is going to be here with us, and we're also planning out uh, a couple other things as well. So make sure you're subscribing to the pod if you haven't done so already. Make sure you check out the show we did with Paul Spore a few days ago because that was one of the best shows we've done all season. A really, really fun and great show we did with Paul. And make sure you're going to sportsethos.com and checking out all of our great content. NFL is launching soon. We've launched our NFL draft guide. We've got NFL videos on our YouTube channel. Those guys are doing live stuff as well. So there's a lot going on here. Make sure you're going to sportsethos.com in case the rapture happens uh, so that you will be able to see uh, our content still. And, of course, like threads. Uh, go check me out on threads. Same handle as Twitter, JoeRico99. But guys, until uh, next week, I hope you have a great weekend. Relax, enjoy, spend time with family and friends. But until Monday, take care. We'll see you then.